Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. You've tuned into Ministry in the Marketplace, brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay. And I am your host, Ross Harrop, local C12 chairman here in Tampa Bay, sitting in for my friend Jim Brangenberg, as I do on the first Friday of each month. And this show features the C12 group, our marketplace movement, and showcases the faith and business aspects of our C12 members right here locally, as well as around the country. We also share our impact on marketplace ministry across Tampa Bay and how these folks are making a difference in the world that they touch the lives of believers and non-believers everywhere. It's exciting to highlight C12 group members and their kingdom companies who apply the very principles and concepts that Jim talks about each day on his I Work For Him shows. And my hope is that you'll be inspired to take action on at least one or two ideas that we talk about today or as you listen to one of our podcasts. And uh, first, it is really A pleasure to be reconnected with engineer Mike Miracle, who's engineering the show today and taking your calls. Mike, it's great to be back with you. Check out the latest on the iWorkForHim.com website. And while you're out there, please prayerfully consider joining me, Jim, Martha, and the iWorkForHim nation. Start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. And I promise you will be amazed at how you and they will be changed. Remember, you and I may be the only Jesus that our coworkers and employees may ever meet. Mike, right here, on the first Friday of each month, we, uh, we highlight our C12 members and companies. Uh, many times it's right here in our local community, but sometimes it's special to do so across the country as it is today. Our motto is that we build great businesses for a greater purpose. So I'm glad that you've joined us on this first Friday of September as we focus on ministry in the marketplace and concepts that you can actually use in your business. And let me tell you briefly about my special guest today because it has been my desire for to have these folks on the show. And I trust that in the next hour that you'll identify as I have their creativity and their freshness and that it'll unfold in this next 60 minutes. James and Anna Kramer are the co-founders of NUMA 33 Creative. They have their main office in Bend, Oregon, but they also have an operation in Dallas, Texas. And they have been featured in C12's national curriculum on more than one occasion because they truly walk the marketing talk. And uh, I've looked forward, as I said, to having you both on the on this show uh, since I first heard you a few years ago. So welcome to the broadcast. It's great to have you here. Awesome. It's great to be with you. Thank you, Ross. It's such an honor to join you today. So let's begin, uh, Anna. What have you seen, and I know that you're at a very special conference right now, but what have you seen Christ do in your life recently that revealed, uh, let's say, the ongoing work that he's doing in your life? That's a great question, Ross. You know, when James and I started uh, this year, 
uh, the Lord spoke to us that this year would be the John 519 year. And we were going to be moved into that vein of only doing what the Father was doing and saying. And it's just been our heart for so long to just be in line with only what the Lord is doing and saying. And so this year has been a year of great surrender. Uh, things that we thought were good, opportunities that we felt were um, exciting and kingdom, um, many of them were. But the Lord has been pruning and trimming us back and speaking to us about working with what's in our hand. Just like when Elijah visited the widow and just uh, discovered that she had a little bit of oil, a little bit of flour, but out of that, there was the power of uh, something phenomenal that the Lord wanted to do in her life and through, through that experience. And so what we have found is that it's been a season of pruning and trimming. We have found also in connecting with other media uh, agencies around the nation that many of them have been experiencing a trimming back, a pruning. Um, and I believe that it's because God wants us to focus in on his stories. Yeah, that's for sure. And to really work with what is in our hand to promote and feature what he is doing and saying in this nation and throughout the world right now. And, and I know that that is what you folks are all about. And uh, James, this last month in the C12 groups across America, I know you went through the same material uh, in Bend, Oregon, that I did here uh, in, in Tampa Bay. And we discussed how we must rid ourselves of our culture's emphasis on idols, such as prosperity and control, security and fame. So as you've studied that, James, how are you ridding yourself of such idols as you have run the race marked out for you, as directed in Hebrews 12.1. What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's, that's an incredible conversation to be having. You know, Bill Johnson says that any area of our life where we are not experiencing hope is an area where we are under the influence of a lie. And so I think that the conversation needs to go even more where are we experiencing any fear. Now, there, there can be people who are walking in prosperity who are out of alignment with God. There's also people who can be walking under a poverty spirit that could be out of alignment with God. So I think the conversation needs to go, how can we live a life in such a way where everything, from our marriages to our finances to our physical health to our, our ministry, our business, even profit, how we spend our time, all of these should be in abundance. We should be thriving in all these areas of our life. We should be the most hopeful people. I think that hope is the most endangered commodity that culture has right now. So I think for Anna and I, in the way that we run our business, and of course, you know, we co-founded NUMA 33 together, and so this is our ministry, it's our passion, it's our hobby, it's our career, and it's our marriage. And it's all folded into one thing. So for us, we're always challenging ourselves, where are we experiencing hope and abundance? Where are we experiencing fear and lack? And it's very important to distinguish that. We, we want to be the sort of people where the abundance of Christ is really exemplified by our life and where people can look at us and, and model themselves after it and say, that, that is a life well lived in surrender to the Lord. And so as, as you go through the C12 materials each month, you're both members, correct? 
Yeah, Correct. yeah, we're so, in two different two different groups. Yeah. That's the groups aren't big enough to hold both of you together. Is that it? <laughs> you're, you're just, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. As as our audience already has recognized, just in this first segment, that uh, you're big personalities. You're very articulate, and uh, and the, as I said in the introduction, you are truly walking the talk. Um, so what? When you when you come out of those uh, two days that you eat one one day each, but how do you how do you connect on those things? How do you how do you talk about those things and 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 uh, see what where each of you is coming from? Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Uh, RC twelve chair is so so wise and astute that really quickly we learned that as soon as we could get in alignment with what we were learning going through the C12 curriculum and what our C12 chair was teaching us, right. the faster we could implement it, the better we would be as an organization. And so it has to be a, an incredible priority to us. We, we don't want the curriculum to come in, out, uh, come in one ear and out the other without doing anything about it because every single time we implement it, we get better as an organization. So it has to be a priority for us to talk about it work it out and create the plan to actually implement it. So you actually take that time, debrief, and what did you hear, Anna? What did you hear, James? You, that's that's kind of where you're, where the application is, right there. And, and you know, the application to Ross comes also because, you know, James is our um, CEO, and I'm uh, the chief creative officer. So I am more of the top picture, uh, the one behind our creative campaigns, James oversees all our operations and strategy. And so you could say that vision married strategy when James <laughs> and I came together. And the way that we actually absorb the, 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 the content and the teachings of C12 and the way we hear our chair speaking to us, we're seeing it from both a macro and a micro um, angle. And so when we come together, we actually um, interpret the content almost uniquely to who we've been designed to be. So then when we bring it together, uh, we just see that much more full of uh, a picture of the wisdom that is being imparted to us through our chair and through the curriculum. That's that's great. Today on uh, Ministry in the Marketplace, we've been talking with four-year-long members of the C12 group out in Bend, Oregon, James and Anna Kramer, about their creativity and their ministry at NUMA 33 and how they truly serve as stewards of God's business. And I want to get right back into it because, James, I'd like you to tell our audience, what was the inspiration for the naming of your business that the two of you co-founded, NUMA 33? Give us a little background. Yeah, absolutely. My wife and I got married in December of 2010, and we uh, felt led to honeymoon in Maui. So we flew off to Maui, and the first morning of our married life, we actually sat out on a cliff together, and uh, we're just kind of praying to start our life together. She was 34, and I was 32, so we felt like we were getting married a little bit late in life compared to our friends. So we just said, God, you know, we, we got a little bit of catching up to do. Some of our friends are well ahead in their, in their life together, so what do you have for us? We want to hit the ground running. So our first morning of married life, we're sitting over there over the cliff in Maui and just praying and asking the Lord, and he began to download to us this vision of this agency that would speak into the marketplace, that would give courage to business leaders to to use their faith to advance the kingdom. He gave us the name, and he kind of laid out a blueprint for us and said, here's, what I, here's how I want to use you guys in ministry and business and marketplace and marriage. And uh, he gave us the name NUMA 33, and NUMA 
is the Greek word for the Holy Spirit. Literally, it means breath of God. And so God just began saying, you know, I am the source of all creativity. Uh, all creativity that exists on the planet comes, it, it starts in heaven, it, it originates in heaven. And we just felt like the Lord was saying, I want to release creativity in the marketplace. I want to provoke people in the business world to envy, to say, how did you come up with that innovation, that design, that technology, that, that new model, that new prototype? And we just really felt like the Lord was saying, it is time for Christians to take their place in culture again and to lead and to showcase and make Jesus famous through what we do. Uh, 33 is how old Jesus was when he died and, and rose again and went to be with the Father and sent the Holy Spirit. And so it is all through and through an agency built to showcase the work of the Holy Spirit on the planet right now. And, and I have to j- just say, just checking out your website, it truly, it, it truly is the breath of God. Just as you, as you dig into it, it's not a site that you just click on and click off because there are these wonderful little, little uh, video clips that I, I don't think there's any more than two minutes long, and uh, they just they provide great insight. But the show's only an hour long, so Anna, <laughs> please share uh, a little bit. Share your vision uh, or your mission statement, which shares the real why that NUMA 33 uh, exists. Yeah, well, NUMA 33 exists to transform culture. Uh, Our vision is heaven on earth, um, and that's part and parcel of what James just said, that we really want to partner with the Lord in releasing His creativity upon the face of this earth. And so we believe as we do that, we are releasing more of His kingdom into... um, into many, many spheres, into industries, into ministries, organizations, people's lives, etc. Um, and, um, yeah, so our mission is uh, to release that creativity into, into the marketplace. Um, uh, our bigger picture is um, to really uh, lay a hold of God's vision for how He wants to use media and how He wants to move in the marketplace and to uh, gather and partner with and collaborate with the body as the body ought so that we can leverage strengths and really become an incredible move of God's people um, in this nation and upon this world, and to really partner with collaborative uh, agencies that are operating in media today that are kingdom-minded and and spirit-led, and they love the Lord and want to use their organization to further His purposes and advance His kingdom, we want to align with them. We want to we want to share our sweet sauce that He's given us, and we want to leverage those strengths so that those channels that He has already built out um, in communicating with this world can be uh, it can be a force multiplier um, as a strength, as a coalition where the body is actually operating together. So, um, and that is that is part of what that's kind of what's been driving you this past year, is it not? I mean, you've been really working toward working with others that have the same heart for serving the Lord and serving companies uh, as well, right? I mean, that's that really is what's driving you. That's correct, Ross. Uh, it was about three years ago. We were at a C12 national conference, the one down in Florida. I believe that was the one that we met <laughs> That's at. That's right. It was when uh, we met. 
It yeah. was. The Lord uh, pulled us away on one of the breaks, and James and I pulled away back to the hotel room, and it just felt like the Lord wanted to meet with us there. And He gave us a game-changing strategy at that conference. And uh, we were bottlenecking. We were in a critical bottleneck because we were exponentially doubling in size every year, and the growth was uh, just causing a, a real operational bottleneck for us. Um, and we really needed to have uh, just a, a new model um, or a word from the Lord, do you want us just to keep growing and adding more to our people, um, or do you have a, a different model or strategy that you would like us to start executing on? And he started showing us the nation. He started showing us all of these Christian leaders in agencies that are running agencies, PR firms and digital firms and branding agencies and um, marketing, advertising, um, all around the nation. And he said, this is your strategy. I am gathering my bride, my body, my people, and this is how you will become um the force multiplier that I'm calling you to be. And since that day, three years ago, we have been reaching out to every Christian owner um, of any agency out there that is kingdom-minded, spirit-led, that we can partner with so that we can further God's move in the marketplace through the media platform. And you've created a federation of these multiple agencies. Is that correct? Yeah. uh, So... One of the things the Lord has been really speaking to us about, it very clearly, He's been beckoning to us for a couple of years now, is tell God's stories. And we just, uh, so we were at the conference at C12 when we heard the Lord say, your model is, is broken. It can't scale with where the Lord is wanting to move. And so we started going down that road, and we, we started building all these relationships with these other agencies we could find. Well, we didn't realize, but uh, somebody who is now one of our business partners at the time owned an agency in Dallas, Texas. Within 24 hours when the Lord was speaking to us down in Orlando, the Lord was speaking to our to the guy who is now our friend Chris, and the Lord told him, he also had an agency, and the Lord told him his bucket is was too small, that he couldn't <laughs> scale to what the Lord wanted him to do. And so he was sitting here going, ah, I need a new model, I need a new way to do this. So he was seeking the Lord, and when we compared notes later when we met each other and when we started talking, we realized, Within 24 hours of each other, the Lord had given us both the same, same exact download. Thing. Isn't that amazing? That is, and so uh, that, yeah, so we just decided to do it together, and we merged our agencies, and that's how we ended up with the Dallas office, and now we're doing this together. And so what we're doing is we're uniting with all those agency owners across the nation, and right now we're just calling it the Media Federation. But the vision is, how do we lay a hold of what the Lord is trying to do in the marketplace right now? How do we tell God's stories? How do we promote businesses, brands, organizations, ministries, nonprofits to have the greatest impact in the marketplace to transform culture. And how do we how do we do all that together? All boats rise with a rising tide. So if we can share our secret sauce with another agency and they do better and they have more margin and more profit, they can have greater impact. Well, I think it all comes back as you're ex- expressing that so eloquently is when you have a vision that says our vision is heaven on earth. Now, I, I work with a, as a C12 chair with a lot of companies, large and small, and, and fine-tuning their, their vision and their mission statements, but the first time that I uh, heard you folks share it uh, on the video clip a few years ago, it blew me away. Our vision is heaven on earth, and as I, if I was hearing you correctly, what I heard you say there, James, was, and, and the mission is, or Anna, is to release the creativity of heaven into the marketplace. Now that 
is a vision and a mission that uh, that that God can can really anoint, and uh, He certainly has with your business. Tell us about how big is your your agency now? How many employees? How many clients? As you merged with uh, with Chris, how how big is it now? Yeah. So in November, there were thirty of us in our agency, and we had about sixty active accounts. Uh, and these were clients across all different spheres, business, education, government, uh, family, all the different spheres of culture, uh, technology, science, medical health, and financial services. We were working in a broad mix. Now, the Lord is kind of uh, giving us a little bit of a pivot right now. So we're in a, a different season right now where uh, we're actually trying to scale back a little bit on the agency side because the Lord is leading us to build our own platform. So instead of just being an agency where we promote other brands, right. we're actually starting to become a voice into the marketplace ourselves where we're creating our own owned media channels, okay. magazines, digital platforms, so, right. so on and so forth. So we've scaled the team down uh, substantially, and we've actually closed out a number of accounts. We're still looking to take on a few more accounts, but we'll probably cap that here before too long so that we have plenty of margin to begin building this platform that the Lord has given us to build. We've been talking with James and Anna Kramer about their ministry at NUMA 33 Creative. So I would encourage you, why not check out their interactive website at numa33.com. Numa33.com. I guarantee you, you will not be bored and you will be challenged. All right, let's get back into talking about this company of creativity. God has been redirecting you to working with others and and being uh, more um, uh, on target for the things that He's made clear to you. So, James, let's let's ask you about your leadership role as the CEO, and um, why do you describe yourself as the steward of God's business and not the owner? Oh, that is a phenomenal question, Ross. So, you know, there's all sorts of ways that we talk about being involved in the marketplace. There are Christians who are in business. There are Christians who build a Christian-run business. But then there's also kingdom businesses, and kingdom businesses are asking a bigger question. They're asking, what is God's vision for my business? They're not just asking the question, you know, how do I do business God's way, or uh, what is my vision for God's business, and is it aligned with the Bible? They're asking a bigger question. They're starting with uh, the assumption that this business was God's idea, and He just simply put it in my heart, and I'm just simply stewarding the vision and trying to execute on it. So when I think when you go at it from that perspective, changes the game, to, doesn't it? Have, it just what's that? it just changes the game. It it absolutely changes everything because now. It's not, uh, I'm not assuming that it's my vision or it's my strategy or that I have to be the provision. I'm saying if God is the vision, if he's the guy who's given the vision for it, he's also going to be the provision. He's going to guide me and give me all the next steps. And so I'm simply just trying to lay a hold of what he is saying and doing and following his lead. Wow. Anna, you um, said earlier that when God brought the two of you together, he brought strategy and creativity as one, tell tell our audience about your unique leadership role in the company and how God has used your specific giftedness and skills, strengths, to complement James. Mm. 
Thank you. That's a great question, Ross. Well, for seven years before I met James, uh, the Lord just kept meeting with me, and I felt like I was getting more and more pregnant <laughs> with, uh, with a vision that I really didn't know how to execute on. It wasn't my set of um, skill sets. Um, and when I met James, we were in our, in our process of just meeting and growing our friendship and courting. He asked me, what has the Lord shown you? And I kind of said, okay, are you ready for this? Buckle up. And I downloaded to him everything that the Lord had been speaking to me over the last seven years before I met him. And the Lord was showing me a, a move of God. Uh, across the United States, which was so fascinating because I was, and I am Canadian. And so I was living in Canada. I hadn't met him, and he was showing me uh, for seven years how he was going to move in the United States. And it wasn't until I met James, told him that vision, and he proceeded to pull out some white pages, and he literally mapped out exactly what would need to be done to start executing on that vision. Well, I was... Um, pretty much asking him to marry me from then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of, course, of course I didn't. I waited until uh, he did, but um, I realized that there was something very powerful in my ability to see uh, uh, at a 100,000-foot view and his ability to execute right down to ground zero. Wow. And that's that... the way that it's been um, operating with us since. So uh, you asked about my role. I feel like I am the vision carrier. Uh, for NUMA 33, James leans heavily on me for vision. I lean heavily on him for strategy. And uh, and together, the two are a powerful combination. So what is the toughest part of working shoulder to shoulder and with, with your husband in the day-to-day business operation? Or is it are there no downsides and it's all advantage? As far as oh, oh my God, oh, oh, we're looking whoa, whoa. at each other. We're we're laughing. We're smiling, and we're shaking our heads. Old. <laughs> well, know. okay. Well, we uh, we we hit a nerve there. So what what is that like? And I, James, I'll give you your uh, the second part. But Anna, what's that like? What's what's the challenges? Well, you know, I'm I'm a little unique in that every couple in my family has partnered together in business. My whole upbringing. And so it's the only model that I knew and I grew up watching. And so when we married, when James and I married and we were on that honeymoon, already we started seeing uh, a vision of a marketplace uh, movement and us being a part of it and that we would go into business together for the Lord. And uh, it was a new phenomenon for him, not as much for me, but as far as the complexities, there are many. Um, To intentionally be able to turn something off that you are very passionate about and be able to come home and uh, be a couple and invite, you know, romance and uh, and connection and intimacy that has nothing to do with what you do outside of the home in your ministry or work life is an incredible act of intention and will for both of us to be able to do that well. I think that that, I I heard that key. It it is takes intentionality on both your parts willful intentionality that it, it's it's critically important and and anyone out there that uh, gets frustrated uh, with their spouse in in business uh, if you took nothing away but that idea today that you have to talk about it and and it takes willful intentionality um, is uh, is key 
as, as well as putting all your trust, faith, and hope in your Lord Jesus Christ, and and uh, as well as uh, most of, of and many that are listening on this show. Um, so let's let's go one step further, and and you have a, a group of men and women in your respective C twelve advisory boards. They are, they serve as peers, they serve as advisors and accountability partners, um, and they've been along for this ride as you're growing your company. And um, how have they influenced your growth and your beliefs as you've grown NUMA 33 Creative? What's that been like? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We we rely so heavily on the people in our C12 groups. Uh, you know, we, we had a little uh, a little scenario that happened this last spring. It was, it was difficult. It was difficult on our hearts and emotions. And, you know, like immediately somebody in our C12 group sent out something to everybody and said, 8 o'clock every single night for the next 30 days, we want everybody in this group to just stop and pray for James and Anna to get the breakthrough. And they would check in. Hey, just got done praying for you. We're with you. We're standing with you. And it's, it was just everything to feel that they were carrying us and they were walking with us through it. Uh, they hold us accountable. They challenge uh, assumptions. They challenge decisions. Um, and they're just encouragement with us. Everybody in our C12 group, we have a couple different groups in, in Bend. And Bend is a smaller town. It's just under 100,000 people. But everybody is about city transformation. So we all show up at all these citywide prayer gatherings. We have a kind of a, a Good Friday prayer breakfast. We also have a prayer barbecue in September. And C12 puts those on. So we, we all feel like one person's success is the other person's success in business as well because it's all modeling uh, what a city would look like if it was really transformed by the power of Jesus. So we feel like we're locking arms with each other, we're encouraging each other, we're praying for each other, we're holding each other accountable, and it really feels like if one person suffers, the body suffers. If one person succeeds, we're all succeeding. It's, it's exciting to hear that in, in, in Bend, Oregon, under your the direction of, of Mike Sype, that it's working just the way founder Buck Jacobs intended it to be. And uh, that is, you are a family. And one of the interesting things, the, last month, uh, Jim Brangenberg and I actually interviewed uh, Simon Lee, who is one of your clients. And, uh, and, and Simon um, has a little video clip on your website saying that it was at his C12 group as he was looking to rebrand and uh, do some um renewal of marketing that uh, his members suggested that they reach out to you. That, that sounds like uh, uh, God's in all the details here of your marketing company. And yeah, it, without a doubt. Yeah. So, um, Anna, how has, um, now I know that um, that you have uh, two uh, chocolate labs, and the, those are the only children at, at this point in your relationship. But how has James, and we only got 30 seconds, but how has he become a better husband because of C12? Well, he has always been um, a commendable leader. I have always admired, I actually prayed, God, you've got to send me a really, really strong leader because I knew that the vision you were putting on my heart would take a tremendous leader. Um, C12 has really uh, honed his ability to um, to level, um, excuse me, to uh, to take his leadership to to uh, levels that I just never. We're going to come back and hear more about that in just a few moments. But Anna, so I cut you off, and you were talking about. J- 
James being a compelling leader. And uh, so finish that thought for me, please, because uh, I, I want folks to hear um, what that's like as you watch him grow into the position of CEO, husband, and uh, and leader. Yeah, he's always been um, called to leadership and a compelling and a remarkable leader in my in my eyes. And what C12 has done is position him amongst the great leaders in our nation that are in the marketplace that are called to run uh, with him and he with them. And what that has given him is a tremendous, tremendous source of um, uh, strength. Uh, it's almost, you know, filled his quiver with arrows or his uh, tool belt with the tools of how to execute on all of the leadership uh, characteristics and qualities that he has carried. It's given him the equipping that he needs to actually be able to walk out his his makeup and walk out his assignment um, in the marketplace. And so uh, T12 has rounded about him and he just feels like he's a part of um, an army rather than being alone in the marketplace trying to do a great exploit for the Lord. Isn't it amazing that it, as lonely as we can get as as leaders, um, you two are working it together as a, as a team, and that that's an amazing thing right there, but it's amazing how God has put certain men and women in your C12 groups, the people that he has brought together, to support each of you in, uh, according to your needs uh, in, in different businesses. It's an amazing um, concept. Now, James, you mentioned earlier about the concept of, the, and you drew a distinction between being a, a Christian business, Christian leader, and that of being a, a, a kingdom business, right? And um, locally, I and I've said this uh, probably every month uh, that I've been on the air here, is that I, I call a kingdom business one that is Christ-centered and God-honoring. And mm. tell, tell our audience how you and your company, uh, how you're intentional about your faith as a Christian leader in your business. Yeah. You know, early on, maybe our first year of marriage, we had some people pray over us, and they told us that they saw the Lord saying that Ann and I were going to give courage to other Christians to be overt in the marketplace. And I don't believe that every Christian business owner is supposed to be overt. I think some need to be sneaky. Some need to be very covert. But we specifically feel like we're supposed to, to go to the people who would normally maybe be timid and give them courage to be overt. And, and so we tend to attract Christian CEOs and leaders of organizations, and we come alongside them and actually help them tell their story, actually tell, them, tell their why and give their vision, and actually stand up and raise their flag and see we actually are Christians in the marketplace. Here is actually what we stand for. And uh, we want to come alongside those brands and promote them so that they have more impact in their sphere, and they actually advance the kingdom that way. So specifically, we feel called to Christian leaders of ministries and businesses and organizations, and we want to give them the courage and the tools and the equipping and the power that they need to be able to articulate their vision and go forward and have maximum impact in the marketplace. So earlier I said, and I want to get back to this, is this question that you ask on one of your, I think it's a minute and 28 second uh, video clip, that that 
you're asking your clients, mm-hmm. what is your eternal return on a investment for your organization? So that's part of who you are is you're, you're not only affirming people, but you're challenging them. You know, why, do you, as Simon Sinek would say, what's the big why you exist? Yeah. Yeah, that is a, that's the big question. We really, really believe that the Lord is trying to do something right now in this nation. I think he's moving around the globe, but I really believe the Lord is calling Christians right now to step up and take their place in culture again. I think that while we were worshiping and praying in church, there was this whole other agenda that was discipling the nation, that is moving people farther away from the Lord. And I think Christians have kind of been a little bit shy. We, we've kind of been a little bit bullied to keep quiet and not take our place. But there he is, uh, the, the Lord is beckoning the Spirit right now to His people to stand up, take our place, be bold, have courage, go forward and take territory again, and let's rebuild the walls, and let's, let's lay a foundation now where the kingdom can really take root. We should be influencing the education system, the govern, government sphere, and we should be modeling. We should have the next Facebook. We should be having the the greatest technological breakthroughs, and uh, and that is that is our inheritance, and it's what the Lord is wanting us to do. So that eternal ROI is really saying, what is the impact that marketplace leaders can have uh, if we had if we actually banded together, we could eradicate anything. We're working with an organization in Texas right now, and their vision is to eradicate the orphan issue in this in the state of Texas. They want to they want to work with churches and ministries and marketplace leaders to say, can we get thousands of families to each adopt one orphan. We can remove the orphan issue in the state of Texas. Can you imagine if we did that in every single state? Why not? That has an incredible ROI right there. What a return on investment for for that particular uh, company. We only have a few more minutes, and it's hard to believe, but I'm assuming that you have employees that are on different faith journeys. How do you find that you can best disciple them respectfully. How, how do you do that, Anna? Well, I think important to um, any team is that the uh, the leaders of that organization are true to who the Lord has called them to be. And so James and I never shy away from uh, being who we are in the Lord and speaking, allowing his voice and his heart to really come through our, our words and our language and our actions. And so uh, we, we don't ever dilute uh, who the Lord is in us or wants to be through us or anything that he's calling us into. Um, now, there are... Uh, our team members are made up of all sorts of believers that go to all sorts of different um, churches. They're all Christian, um, but they, they go and worship in, in their own homes. Um, and so there's a different level of growth that we're all in. Um, but there is an alignment when they come into the office that we're all uh, working towards a common vision. Um, now, some of them uh, feel a little bit more stretched than others. And some seasons, certain ones have kind of gotten off the boat because where we were going was a little bit maybe too challenging, or maybe they weren't ready to go to that sure. next level. Yeah. And that's okay, and we bless them, and we love on them, and we release them. Yeah. Uh, those who are able to come with us do come with us, and new ones come onto the boat and uh, or the train, and so we just keep moving forward. But I think it's important that uh, James and I stay connected and that we stay connected to God in what He's called us to go after, and those that are meant to run with us will run with us. Yeah, and 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 I love that term to bless and re- release. 
We have a responsibility to hire right, to coach often, and then when necessary, to bless and release. You said it well. Can you... can you share a story of how one of your employees or perhaps your clients' lives have been touched by this intentionality as uh, that you have as a kingdom business? And we just have less than two minutes left. And uh, but if is there one story um, that that you could share? Because you mentioned about being all about sharing stories. So share one for us in this last minute and forty seconds. Yeah, absolutely. There was a a woman that came to us who was being led by the Lord to start her own brokerage firm. And uh, she had $10,000 with which to start that firm. And she was hung up on her name for two months. She had been seeking the Lord for her name, and she uh, decided to meet with us to get some uh, some uh, some of our opinions on her name. And she found out that to onboard with us would pretty much start taking away her entire budget to build her brokerage. And so, uh, as we met with her, I just said, "Would you allow us to pray with you?" For what the Lord would have us do next and whether we have his green light to move forward. Because if we do, and if this is his vision that we work together, he he is pro-vision. He is yeah. pro-his vision. And so we prayed. She left our office. And for 40 minutes, she sat, sat outside of our uh, main foyer, just being completely met with uh, with the Lord. She went home. She had two people that evening, one client and one relative, that both felt compelled to come to her doorstep and give her two uh, individual checks, both of which together uh, made out the exact mm-hmm. amount that she would need to start working with us. Wow. She called me the next day crying on the <laughs> phone. She said, we got our green light from heaven, and she told me what, what the Lord had done. And he, she, she said, best of all, she said, my faith has gone through the roof, that the Lord is in it. He is in this vision, and he's going to make it happen. Wow. We're going we're gonna to end right there because we've come to the end, but we're going to have you folks back in another show because you're incredible. Thanks for joining the I Work For Him show today. 